Hey, I'm Janelle Ane, and you are listening to the Next Level Confident Podcast, a show focused on helping you live your most confident life, whatever that means to you. My husband and co-host, Frankie, and I will be chatting about everything from money to relationships to thought patterns and inner healing to having main character energy to the occasional Netflix show reference. So if you are ready to overcome your negative self-talk, start becoming the most magnetic version of yourself and living your life in full confidence so you can finally go after your dreams, then you are in the right place. And it's time to start showing up as this confident version of you right now. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to the Next Level Confident Podcast. My name is Janelle Lene, and I am here today by myself without my amazing co-host, Frankie, my husband. So kind of sad. I know you guys are going to miss him. He's the life of the party over here. He's always so funny and has so many good things to say. Um, but I just thought I'd do a quick solo episode because Frankie and I are actually heading to Colorado for Christmas tomorrow morning. So we're kind of in that last minute, I guess like I wouldn't put us in the frantic category, but like, you know, feeling a little like there's a lot to do last minute Christmas presents to buy, um, packing to do just all the, all the things that come with holiday travel. So, um, Anyway, so I'm glad that you're here. Thank you for listening. And I was doing um, my Spotify wrapped and excuses, my voice cracks a little bit there. Um, I'll explain why that's happening in a second. But I did my Spotify wrapped on the podcast side of things. So um, I don't know if you know this, but my podcast is hosted on something called Spotify for podcasters. And my podcast obviously goes out to every platform. There is Apple, Spotify. I mean, I don't even know all the different ones that there are that you can listen to a podcast on. Um, but I've never seen this before, but this year, maybe this year's the first year they've done it, but they basically tell you all your numbers for your Spotify app for your podcast. So I was actually going to share that with you really quickly. Um, it's very cool. So let's see. Let me play this. I have like a little video of it all. So um, let's take it from the top. It says, speaking of your top, your top episode was episode 61, how to live a millionaire lifestyle before you're a millionaire plus abundance and mindset and money tips or money habits. That's what it says. And it says it was streamed 547% more than your average episode. So that's like so amazing. Apparently you guys really liked that. And so that made me think that I should do maybe like a part two of the how to live a millionaire lifestyle, because I filmed that before Europe. And I feel like I've had some things change in my life since Europe that are even more millionaire lifestyle-esque. Um, but yeah, so Spotify said that that was streamed 547% more than my average episode. So I'm like, wow, you guys really, really enjoyed that. Um, the next thing it said is that 95% of your listeners discovered you in 2023, which is amazing. But part of me is wondering because I've had the, I had this podcast for, you know, I think like two or three years and then I took a one year pause and then I came back. So I don't know if it's like accounting for the fact that, you know, maybe some of you were listening to this podcast, you know, two or three years ago, but then it seems like you're new because I took a break. So not totally sure on that. But if you are one of those people who found me in 2023 and found this podcast in 2023, I just want to say thank you again so much for spending time together. And I don't know, that just makes me just so excited. It makes me so happy to know that that's, you know, this is how you're spending your time and that we get to spend this time together. I'm just really grateful for you. And a few more fun stats. It says that this podcast was streamed in 20 countries and that United States was the top country with 67% of the total streams. But I was like, wait, that's pretty cool. Cause that means that 33% of the total streams are not in the United States. So that means one third of you listening right now live somewhere other than America, which again is so cool. I just, isn't technology amazing? I can't believe that we all get to be together and hang out, even though we live in totally different states and countries and oh, it's just so, so beautiful. Um, So it says you have the most new listeners in the United States, United, United Kingdom, Canada, Netherlands, and Spain. So if you all live in any of those five places, 
amazing. So cool. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see if there's anything else here I want to share. It says um, your listeners top music genres were, which I think this is so crazy that like it knows what you're listening to on Spotify, like in general for your music. And then also obviously that you listen to my podcast, but it says number one, pop, number two, rap, number three, contemporary country, I'm like contemporary country, huh? Love it. Okay. Um, and then it said that your podcast was shared all over. It says 64% shared my podcast via a direct link. 26% shared a podcast via text and then 10% shared this podcast via Instagram. So if you are one of those people who took the time to share one of these episodes with a friend or a family member or a colleague or whoever, whoever it is, cousin, whatever, thank you. Thank you for sharing this. That really means so, so, so much to me. And I'm trying to figure out if there's anything else that I want to say. Basically just says your pod, it asks, are you a gardener? And it says, because your podcast saw some nice growth this year, 191% increase in listeners, 367% increase in streams and 87% became followers. So that's amazing. And then it says that I'm a top podcast for 71 fans or a top 10 podcast, I should say. So, um, 71 of you. I am in your top 10 podcasts that you listen to, which again, that's just like, you look at a room of 71 people, like that's actually a lot of people. Um, I'm just 71 of you listen to this as your top 10. That's just so cool. So anyway, I'll stop talking about this podcast and all of that. Um, but I just wanted to share some of those fun stats because I include you like there it's because of you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Times a million. Um, Okay. So the reason why my voice is a little raspy and my voice kind of hurts, so it might crack a little bit sometimes, um, is because I've been recording my audible podcast for the last two weeks. And if you, if any of you have been around long enough to know, I had voice, not vocal nodules for a really long time. It started like six years ago when I was a boot camp coach here in San Diego. And I was like outside at a big park and like every morning at 6am I was, you know, yelling and all this stuff. So my voice like really got got kind of ruined during that time from all that yelling. And I think stress also played into it. So it was like yelling and stress. And so I had vocal nodules kind of like pitch perfect. Like I am a survivor of nodes or nodules. I forget what she says. <laughs> um, so anyway, because I've been recording my audible, um, my audible chapters from my book, flex your confidence muscle. Um, my voice is super, super, super tired. My voice has gotten so much better over the years because I don't like, do hours upon hours of coaching and hours upon hours of podcasting and talking. Um, so my voice usually feels really, really good. I had to go through kind of a whole like vocal cord healing journey, but every so often if I use my voice a lot in a week, then my voice kind of hurts. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is like my vocal cords feel a little bit strange. So I just have to like take it down, rest, listen to myself, um, try not to yell as I always do. Cause I get so excited on my podcast. Um, but yeah, so my audible is going to be available on audible around the start of the new year. I'm still figuring out how to like upload it and stuff because, um, I basically could have hired a company who was going to do it for like $5,000. And then I found out I could do it myself. And I'm like, your girl's going to save a little bit of money and do it herself. So I'm super happy to find that I could do it myself instead of paying someone. I feel like there's like, this could be a whole podcast episode. Oh my gosh. I, sh I need to write this down as a podcast episode, knowing when to delegate and pay for things versus when to do things yourself. Because I do believe in delegating things. I do believe in paying for things to save yourself time and money, right? That goes along with the millionaire lifestyle. But then there is such things sometimes I feel like as hiring out too many things and I don't know. And then like, you're either like wasting your money or not really being a good steward of your money. Um, or even potentially like you kind of are split so many different ways managing maybe different people or managing all these different companies that it almost would have been easier for you to do some of it yourself. If you just took the time to slow down and relax and rest and like do those things with ease. So anyway, that would be a really interesting podcast episode, but I decided to do it myself. I'm generally a very big, like delegate, give it to someone else, but I decided to do it myself to save that money. So, um, 
last thing I'm going to say before we really jump in, and wow, this is already a nine-minute intro, but hopefully some of this is fun and interesting to you. Um, the doors to Confident Life Academy are going to reopen at the start of 2024, so less than two weeks away. And I am just super, super, super excited because um, for those of you who remember, I did a big launch back in November and got a bunch of amazing new students into Confident Life Academy. And then something I've been really wanting to get started on and that I've heard my students tell me that they're wanting is more community more accountability and more coaching. And so I actually just sent out an email today to all of my Confident Life Academy students, letting them know that we are doing two incredible upgrades in 2024. This is something that would usually be a paid upgrade, but right now it's totally free for all of my students and it will be for at least the start of this year. So if any of you end up joining Confident Life Academy, you know, in January or in February, then you'll get these for free. But one of the free upgrades is that we are going to be doing two live coaching calls each month. And before it was kind of sporadic, but now we have an entire system about it. And so I'm really excited because a lot of you have questions and you want to talk to someone real time and you want to get coaching real time, kind of like we're going to do in this podcast where I'm going to share with you some questions that I've gotten. But when you have someone who can like really get into the nitty gritty and ask important questions, I think it just makes all the difference. And then when you're going through a course, you have that support both from your coach, you know, in this scenario, me, and then you also have the support of the other women who are working through the course. So, um, yeah, I did calls for Confident Life Academy this whole year in 2023, but it was always random and it was only like once a month and it was like some months I wouldn't do it because, you know, I was in Europe and moving and all these different things. So this year I'm committed to consistency and I'm super excited because I just know it's going to provide so much value for my students to have these two calls each month. And then the other second upgrade is that we have a private Facebook group and that Facebook group hasn't been utilized to the fullest of its potential. And so I actually decided to hire a Facebook community manager and she is going to alongside of me together. We're going to be in there posting discuss discussion questions. Um, we're going to be posting, you know, like we're going to be helping people do their intro posts when you join Comet Life Academy. Um, just really like building up the community again, like my focus really is for all of my students is community accountability and what was my other word? Coaching. Yeah. Providing really hands-on coaching. Like that's why I've been a coach for the last half decade. And, um, so I'm like, I don't ever want someone to buy Confident Life Academy and then not work through the course. My heart is in buying the course and then completing the coursework and having a coach and having a community and having accountability all along the way. So anyway, enough about that, but I'm just really excited about it. I wanted to share that all with you. And so if you're curious about Confident Life Academy, there will be more details coming very soon at the start of 2024. Okie dokie. Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and do some Q&A here. These are conversations I've been having in the DMs lately, and I'm going to keep everyone's names and you know anything about them private so that, that way no one feels like, oh my gosh, you know, anything, nothing personal is going to be shared. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. Nothing personal is going to be shared. Um, but I just think that you're going to get a lot of value from hearing some of these questions that people have been asking me in the DMS and how I would handle them or how I'd work through them. So number one, this woman, she DM'd me and said, my boyfriend and I broke up like a month ago and I'm trying to find out if I should work on moving on or if maybe try again after we both got some space. So my first response to her was, well, why did you break up to begin with? Because, you know, I, there's times where you break up and you're not meant to be together. It's supposed to be done. They're not your person. And then, you know, I think we all probably know someone who they broke up, a couple broke up somewhere in the relationship, but then they got back together, got married, have this amazing marriage now. So I don't think having a breakup necessarily, you know, can say either one way or the other. So I asked, what, why did you break up to begin with? And she responded, said, we had some problems and our feelings weren't the same as in the beginning. I said, how long were you together? She said, a year. And I said, do you feel excited about the idea of getting back together? And she said, yes, I really love him. And then I said, well, what problems did you two have? And she responded, said, I guess we didn't want the same things and we didn't understand each other all the time. And so then I responded to her and said, what are some examples of things that you wanted that were different? 
and that's this is like a current current conversation that's happening in the dm so that's where we've left off um but i think that you have to think about like if you are if you've gone through a breakup and maybe you and your ex are considering getting back together or you're still talking or you're wondering if maybe things will work out with them one day down the road I do think that love is important, of course, but just because you love someone does not mean that they're the right person for you. And like, there were a lot of guys that I broke up with. I guess I shouldn't say a lot, but I think off the top of my head, I can think of two or three men that I dated that I was in a serious relationship with that I did love them. Um, but I, I knew we weren't the right fit for each other. So there is a difference between loving someone and being the right fit together because you could want really, really, really different things out of life. And I feel like the thing is, who says this? Is it Brene Brown? Is like, it's hard to hate someone close up. I think she says that. I think that's who that quote's from. Um, basically, like, I feel like in general, if you get to know someone over time, you're going to love them because you spend time together, you build this relationship, you build all these memories. So you can fall in love with the wrong person just because, and I've done it before. Believe me, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm speaking from experience. Um, there's one guy, especially that I'm thinking of that, like there were some definite red flags early on in our relationship, but I just kept ignoring them because he was a lot of fun and very handsome. And there were a lot of great qualities, but I just kept ignoring all those red flags. And so, um, I, I just think it's really important to to think about like, okay, what were the red flags or for this, for this person that I'm DMing or for you, if you're in the scenario, what are the red flags? Like, why did you break up to begin with? And are they things that could actually be worked through or are they things that are just going to always be different? You know, that you're like, no one's willing to budge on, or it's not like a compromising situation. I guess like one you know, one thing that's coming to mind for me is like faith is really important to me. And, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't push my faith on anyone or anything like that, but that is my faith. And so I knew that I wanted to be married to someone who was of the same faith of, as me. And, you know, some of you may disagree with that. I don't know, but that's, that's what I wanted. And, you know, I would date guys who were not Christians and weren't pursuing God. And, I would try to like bring them to church with me or have them read the Bible with me. And it was one of those things. It's like, I couldn't, I couldn't change that part of them. And so, you know, like if you break up because of that, but then nothing is changing and that's still a non-negotiable for me, but that other person, it's still like a thing that they're not interested in, or maybe they're just a little bit interested, but it's not really, they're basically just doing it for you. Um, it's like a breakup for a, a month or two, it's not going to heal that, you know, again, unless they actually like in my scenario, let's say I broke up with the guy cause you know, he's not a man of faith and he, you know, he's not interested really in being a Christian. Let's say we broke up and then on his own, without us talking, without me involved, he does start going to church or he starts reading his Bible or starts to really become interested in his faith. Then maybe it could work out. But to me, that was a non-negotiable. So breaking up for a month, and then missing him wasn't a good enough reason to get back together. So I don't know what that is for you. I, I mean, maybe, maybe for you it is faith, but maybe for you it's not. It could be something totally different. But if, but if it's something that's like a non-negotiable for you, just because you guys have not been together for a month or two and you're starting to miss him, you're, miss, you're thinking of all the like good memories. And I think sometimes you can just look back at it with like rose-colored glasses, you know, and you're just thinking of all the good times and all this stuff. Well, if the red flags are still there and, and that's still persisting, there's really like nothing has changed just because you miss each other after a few, after a few months. So anyway, the advice I'd really give someone in this situation is make a list. You know, I'm a huge, I'm huge in journaling, list making, like take your thoughts that are all scrambled up in your head and put them down on paper. I know it's a lot sometimes when, when you have a lot of emotion going on, but sit down and try to look at your situation pragmatically and be like, okay, what were our red flags? Why did we break up? And then, um, you know, and then like, what are the positives? What are the, the, the reasons why we'd get back together? And then ask yourself, are those, are the red flags, first of all, I guess, are they non-negotiables? And two, is there, 
is there a middle, like a, a middle ground that you can reach for it? Or are, is it just like you're on two totally different sides and there really is like no healing that can happen from that thing? Um, again, it's hard for me to speak to it just cause it's like, um, I don't know every person's situation, but that's why, you know, that's why common life Academy, we're doing the coaching calls twice a month because I really want to be able to hear the details and be able to help, help you discern, like, is this a red flag? Is it not a red flag? Um, is this something that I should be, um, okay with and that I should be like, okay, like, you know, have some grace towards something or is this something like, no, no grace. This is not good. This is a make or break walk away. You know, sometimes you need someone in your corner that's able to really speak into that. So that is one of the questions that I got in my DMs recently. And by the way, I love when you guys DM me questions. So please keep the DMs coming and ask questions that you have. I just, you know, I like being able to help people. I won't always be able to help everyone in the DMs because obviously I do get a fair amount of them and my, my attention will always go to my students first and foremost over like my DMs, but I do appreciate getting the DMs and then I can talk about them here on this podcast. Again, hiding, hiding identity and not like sharing any details that would ever give you away to the general public. So, okay, moving on to our next, um, DM recently that I got. Have you ever wondered what's sabotaging your love life behind the scenes? You know, deep down, there must be something at play here because what you're doing just keeps not working. Well, you are in luck because I have a free guide that's going to radically shift your world. It's called the seven toxic lies that are blocking you from attracting your dream man. Here's what you'll learn. One, how these seven toxic lies are creating self-fulfilling prophecies in your life. Two, you'll uncover subconscious victim games that everyone, including myself, naturally play until we gain the awareness to heal it. And three, you'll learn how to master the art of reprogramming your mindset so you can find the love of your life. I've been getting so many DMs from women saying how much this guide has helped them and I can't wait to get a DM from you too. Go and click the link in the show notes and grab this juicy free guide ASAP. I posted an Instagram that went pretty viral and it was called five signs you're supposed to end things with him. And I guess really quickly, I'll, I'll read that because maybe someone here didn't see it. So let me read you the five signs. Let's see. Here we go. Oh yeah. Just it hit 5 million. Okay. So five signs you are supposed to end things with him. One, your relationship feels like a roller coaster, super high highs and super low lows. Two, you constantly feel indecision. One day you're so excited about him. The next day you feel like something is not right deep within. Three, you keep telling yourself it's normal to feel unsure like this. Surely no one ever actually feels full peace in the relationship. Four, you keep praying for a sign of clarity, but ignoring the fact that your constant lack of clarity is the sign. Five. You look at other relationships that are even less healthy and happy than yours and say, see, at least we're not that bad as, oh, at least we're not that as a way of justifying your situation. Okay. So those are the five signs. And so this person messaged me and said, I really needed, I really need advice about this. It's crazy. But right now I'm feeling everything you mentioned in the caption. How did you end that six year relationship? So I did a different post answering that question and I'm going to talk about it here for a second. Um, so how did I end my six year relationship? One, this is just like, this is like a framework for you. And like, maybe you need to take notes on this or something. Like if you're in a place where you're trying to decide if you should end things with someone, um, then this is going to be helpful for you. One, I started with journaling about all the little yellow or red flags that I was noticing or all the little things that I felt like were kind of off. I create a lot of pros and cons lists to find clarity. Two, I spent a lot of time praying, reflecting, and writing. I wrote out the vision I had for my life and for the relationship I saw myself in long-term. Three, 
I got advice from wise, trusted individuals in my life to help me process and make sure the decision was being made with wisdom and rationale, not simply emotional. Four, once I had full clarity, I still didn't want to do it. Like I definitely, you guys, I really did not want to do it. I knew how painful it would be. But one day I was like, Janelle, you need to rip this bandaid off. You can't keep putting it off since you know in your heart this is the right decision. It's not fair of you. It's not fair to either of you. So one day when we were hanging out in my apartment, I mustered up everything in me to say the words, we need to talk, which I think everyone always knows. If you say the words, we need to talk, that's usually not a good thing, you know, unfortunately. Five, I told him the truth that even though he was an amazing guy and I loved him, that I didn't think we were the right fit for each other long-term. I gave solid examples of why we weren't a good fit and how our lives weren't aligned long-term. He agreed, so it was somewhat mutual. I told him it would be better for both of us in the long run. We cried and hugged a while. And then lastly, number six, he, uh, we created boundaries around not talking or texting unless it was Christmas or a birthday because it would be too hard to get over each other if we were in constant communication. We were definitely not hanging out. We needed to shut the door firmly so both of our hearts could actually heal and be ready for the right person. And then he left and we moved on. And even though it was the hardest decision of my life, it was the best decision I ever made. So yeah, it was really, really, really hard when I left my boyfriend of six years and I don't take that decision lightly. And he was an amazing, amazing human being. I've, I really don't have like bad things to say about him. And I think that sometimes that's even harder, right? Like, uh, and actually getting back into this conversation with this woman, um, I basically sent her a bunch of messages explaining exactly what I just said to you. Like those are all the steps that I did to, to break up with my boyfriend. And she wrote back and said, thank you so much for understanding in your time. I think I just need the courage to do this. It's very hard for me because he's a very sensitive, emotional guy. I just know he won't take it well. I, but I believe I should think about myself as well because I feel stuck when I'm with him and he's the greenest flag I've ever met. And I still feel like something's off that I can't pinpoint. But then again, is he a green flag? Or but then again, he is a green flag, but he's not my type. I don't feel like myself when I'm around him for some reason. So yeah, basically my response to that was like, what sucks is that someone can be an amazing human, but that doesn't mean that they're the right fit for you. And oh, man, that's why... I think it's hard because someone can be so good and such an amazing person like my six year um, relationship and a lot of other guys that I dated were, were good people. It's not like they were like horrible, horrible men that were just absolutely toxic, nasty humans or something like they were good people. It's just that we weren't the right fit for each other. And I think that's the hardest to walk away from. Like if you've ever read my book, I talk a lot in my book about walking away from good to get great it's hard to walk away from good to get great because you don't really have any guarantee that great exists on the other side of leaving someone behind. And sometimes you're like, Oh, well maybe I'm just being unrealistic. Like maybe this isn't, maybe I want too much, you know? No. Like the truth is that God has good plans in store for you. Like that's what I always told myself. Like God has the best of the best of the best in store for me. Like he is not a God of mediocrity. He's not a God of like, this is good enough. Like I'm like, he wants a miraculous, amazing, incredible things for each of our lives. So I just thought like, why would I have to feel like something had to be mediocre or like feel like I was like, okay, it's good. You know, like this is nice. This is as good as it gets. Like it's, it's not bad. Like, I just don't think that's the, the world we live in. I, I just don't believe that. I just, and I think that what you believe in is what you create. Right. So because I continue to believe like there's something incredible in store for me. There's a miracle on the other end of my story. And I would just like speak that over myself 24 seven. That's what became my reality because I had that level of faith. And so it takes a lot of faith to walk away from a relationship. Um, because you don't know you're like, there's really no guarantee. Like if it's a good relationship, there's nothing like horrible about it. It just doesn't feel quite right. Oh, you guys, this sounds so crazy. I used to actually pray that he would break, that he would, well, I would probably pray that he would break up with me, but I didn't think he would do that. But I would pray that he would cheat on me. I'd be like, maybe he'll cheat on me. Like, dear God, help him to cheat on me. So that, that way I'll have an excuse of why to break up with him. 
isn't that kind of sad? Like that honestly makes me sad now. It's like, I didn't trust myself enough to do that. So I just thought like he had to do something bad to make him the villain so that that way I could feel better about it. Like that's so unfair to him. That's so unfair to me. And it was never going to happen because he was a great guy. So he actually wasn't going to cheat on me. And so it was just so, yeah, it's like, that's, that's a pretty big red flag. If you're, even if you don't know what your red flags are or that person's red flags are, like if you're praying that they cheat on you or you're hoping something like that happens, so you have an excuse to break up with them, like that means you don't really want to be with that person. And then you've got to dive a little deeper. Like why, why don't you want to be with them? You know, but sometimes it's hard to put your finger on. Like sometimes it really is just like a gut intuition. And at least for me, when I was in the relationship, I was having the hardest time putting my finger on what wasn't right. Like I could think of a few things that it didn't seem that serious. And I was like, that's not a good enough reason to leave someone. So that's why I was praying that he would just cheat on me. Cause I thought that was a good enough reason to leave him. Um, but sometimes like you just have a gut feeling and sometimes that gut feeling is enough. And I think that's, what's again, kind of a tough pill to swallow. Cause we want, we want something to be blaringly obvious. We want something to be like huge sirens and just crazy red flags. But sometimes it's just like a lot of subtle little yellow flags, but like the gut is just keeps trying to tell you like, this isn't right. Something's not right. This isn't right. And then for me, I was able to put my finger on a lot more like, a couple months or a year after I broke up with him, like after I'd had time to do healing and more reflection and therapy and everything like that, I was able to be like, okay, you know, I I could journal about like what really went on there. And so, so yeah, I think sometimes you can't always tell in the moment, but you'll be able to tell once you're out of it, like you'll probably be able to put your finger on what, what was going on there. You just got to trust yourself. Um, Anyway, so this is what I responded to the woman. As I said, like, I always think of it as two puzzle pieces. Both pieces are needed for the picture and both are great pieces. They just don't belong together. You got to wait till you find your puzzle piece. And again, there's a whole area in my book where I talk about, excuse me. Mm. um, I talk about the puzzle piece theory and how, yeah, I basically have always had this theory that's like I was going to find someone who would like felt easy, like two puzzle pieces that slide together. Like I just really believed I was going to find that. And sometimes we try to make it work with a different puzzle piece and you try to shove those two pieces together and it just doesn't work, you know? So anyway, then I told her it probably will hurt him. But at the same time, if he found out that you were staying with him just so he didn't get hurt, that would probably be even more hurtful. Right. And then I said, ultimately we all want to be with someone and we all deserve to be with someone that 100% wants to be with us. No one wants to feel like a second choice. And so um, that's kind of where that conversation has left off. She's messaged me back a few things and we're, we're going back and forth a little bit there. But um, yeah, if you're on the fence about if you want to be with someone or not, I don't know. My, I always was like, I don't want to be someone's second choice. I want to be someone's first choice. Like I want someone who's excited to be with me. I don't want to be with someone who's like, do I want to be with her or do I not? And so I always wanted to give that same gift to whoever I was with is that I wanted to feel really passionately excited about being with them. Not like that they were like a second choice or like that there could be something better. And that I was kind of always looking to see if there was something better else else out there for me. So, so yeah, that is the second scenario we have. I have two more that I'm going to share. I'm not going to lie. My voice is feeling a little strange. So I'm going to try to wrap it up fairly quickly here, but, um, okay. So I got this message from this really sweet girl and she said, hi, Janelle. I wanted to thank you for this page and opening my eyes to confidence and hope that the man of my dreams is on his way. Love your content and needed to tell you that. And so I said, thank you so much for the thoughtful message. I'm so glad you're here. And then I said, let me know if you have any relationship questions you're curious about. And she said, well, I literally just got out of a relationship three days ago and my very insightful sister told me that she believed I needed to feel validation through the relationship and she noticed that I was still struggling with self-love. I'm obviously not ready for another relationship, but what would you advise I do to make sure I am already, to make sure that I am ready for whatever, um, for whenever that relationship comes about? Wow. Reading. Reading was a struggle for a second there. Um, So like basically this conversation I just thought was really cool because I feel like this woman is in such a coachable place where she's like, okay, I'm, I'm newly single. 
what do I do during this season of singleness to really attract someone who is healthy and someone who is whole? And, um, and so I just thought that like, I don't know, I just really appreciated those messages. So her and I were going back and forth a bit on all of that. And, and what I, what I said was like, congrats on this new season of singleness. And I'm really proud of you for this journey of self-love. So you can attract a even more high quality man. And, you know, even though it's a hard season, it's going to be so pivotal for you long-term to have an amazing, healthy relationship. And I think that inner healing self-love and getting clear on your vision for your life is the most important thing to be doing right now. And I really do believe that like when you are single, getting to know yourself, understanding yourself, building your self-worth and then knowing your vision that you have for your life and where you see yourself and what you stand for, like all of that is so important because then you're going to be able to attract someone that's the right fit for you and who has a similar vision and a similar they're heading similar direction as you and their self-worth is at the same level as you. Um, and so then, you know, of course, obviously I told her like my course Comp Life Academy would be perfect for you. Um, the doors open again on January 1st. And then I said, until then I would just start journaling and reflection. And then I asked her if she had a chance to check out my free guide, um, which is the seven toxic lies that are blocking you from attracting your dream man. So, um, so yeah, she said that she had dove into that and, um, and that she was going to read my book and, oh no, no, no. She said she did read my book. I read your book and found it to be convicting and helpful. And so that was, yeah, this was just a really cool conversation. And I, I actually just wanted to highlight this conversation. It was less of a question and more of like, I wanted to just give this person, I mean, I don't know if she's listening or not. And again, I'm not saying any names, but it's like, I just love that heart posture and that like openness of, okay, here I am going through this hard season, uh, recently broken up singleness. I want to work on my self love. I want to work on my self worth. I want to be more confident in who I am. And I want to focus on figuring out who I want and who's the right person for me. And how do I like really do the inner work to be able to have that happen? Right. Because your external world will always just be a reflection of your internal world. And so that's why our internal world is so important. That's why our mindset is so important. And so, um, yeah, just wanted to give that, that woman a shout out. Okay. So let's move into our fourth person. Um, this person said, is it really possible to re to meet the right person that you really want? And I said, yes, it's 1000% possible. I used to think there was no way I could meet someone that I was really excited about. I thought all relationships feel like settling or mediocre, but when you do the work on yourself, you'll be able to attract someone who is at the same level of us, who is at the same level of health as you are. So for example, if you're a five out of 10 on the internal mindset health, then you'll attract someone who is a five out of 10. If you become a 10 out of 10, you'll attract a 10 out of 10. And obviously I'm not trying to say that like the goal, <laughs> I, I'm just using the numbers almost as like a visual, a visual learning cue, I guess. It's not like 10 out of 10 being perfect. I don't, I actually don't think being perfect is ever the goal. Um, so, you know, just be careful with the, oh, I need to become a 10 out of 10. And again, this, I'm not talking about looks or anything like that right now. I'm just talking about like internal well-being. Um, but even your internal well-being is always going to be growing and going to the next level. And so, um, you know, 10 out of 10 is kind of like metaphorical, but I really do believe like for me, I spent so many years wanting to meet my, my man, but I wasn't really doing work on myself and my mindset and thinking about my life and like just really becoming the best version of myself, which I know is like the most cliche thing you can possibly say, but I mean, there really are very tangible ways to become the very best version of yourself. And it truly does directly impact who you are going to, who you're going to marry, who, who's going to be attracted to you. Um, and internal, you could also be like really healthy on the outside and be like, let's say for example, like habits or something like you could be, you could work out five days a week and eat really healthy and have a amazing body and clear skin and you go get facials and you have amazing outfits. Like you could be the healthiest person and most beautiful person on the outside, but that does not tell me what your internal, 
what your internal worth is like, what your internal beauty is actually like. Um, not to say that, that person isn't beautiful on the inside, but it doesn't tell me like what level they're at from that, like scale of one to 10. Like there are so many beautiful people out there who have such low self-confidence and such low self-worth. And then they attract men who again, could be super sexy men. And like, it could be someone who looks really great on the outside. And so it could be like, I even think this about like Instagram. Sometimes, you know, I see different people on Instagram and like, you'll see these really attractive couples where it's like, could be a total power couple looking couple. Both are super good looking, but it's like, just cause someone's super good looking and has a great body does not mean that they are healthy. doesn't mean that they're secure in who they are. doesn't mean that they are peaceful in their mind. doesn't mean that they know their, know their worth. Like that's really what it comes down to. That's something that's um, a lot more like energy. And I honestly, it's so crazy. Like I can meet people and know within about a minute or two of a conversation with them about where their confidence and self-worth levels are. Like, I mean, again, I've been doing this for half a decade. Like I, I know people, I know psychology. I'm not saying I'm perfect either. Like there are moments where I am totally imperfect, totally like mess up. I was, I like am even throwing myself under the bus right now. Like I had a moment where I was really rude to someone recently. That's a friend of mine. And I had to really own up to what happened and like apologize and ask for forgiveness and be like, I'm so sorry. That's not in my character to act like that. I don't know why, you know, why I responded the way I responded. Um, so I just want to say I'm far from perfect. And because I'm so aware of psychology and I'm so aware of people's language, like people's language will really locate them to me. Like I can just tell based on the words they speak over their life, how they speak about themselves, how they speak about, I don't know, just like little comments. Like I just, I can, I don't know. I feel like I sound like a weirdo, but I'm like, I have a sixth sense for knowing if people have high self-worth or low self-worth or where they're at on their self-worth scale. And, um, why am I sharing all of that? Oh yeah. Just like all this goes to say is like, the inner work and who you're going to attract really does have to do with the inner work and what you're doing for like your healing and, and being aware of who you are and feeling very secure in who you are, what you bring to the table. And, um, yeah, just like really loving yourself. You're going to attract someone who really loves themselves in a healthy way. I mean, I mean, I'm talking like healthy self-love, like appreciation, being proud of the person that you are when you look in the mirror, like if you have that, you're going to attract someone like that. If you are really hard on yourself, you're going to attract someone who's also really hard on themselves. Or sometimes that can manifest like low self-worth can manifest in cockiness. So for example, I have seen couples before where maybe, um, one person is like really cocky seeming. And then the other person maybe seems like they're more low self-worth esque, you know, given off the more insecure vibes, but they're both based in insecurity. So they both attract each other based on that low self-worth. It's just that it's manifesting a little bit differently because one person is like put up an ego and put up like, I'm the coolest person ever. I'm such a badass. I'm untouchable. Um, and that's their version of low self-worth. So anyway, low self-worth can manifest a lot of, a lot of different ways. Um, so yeah, I digress, but this back to this other conversation is that, um, she asked, how do I get into this state? And this is a similar thing of what we've been talking about this whole time, but like, how do you get to the place where you become healthier? Like, what is the work that you can do? You all, if anyone has been here long enough to know me, you know, I'm really big on journaling, reflection, social media boundaries. Like that's why almost every week I take 24 hours or 48 hours off of social media. Um, we live in such a busy, fast paced world. And I just always like to think back to a couple hundred years ago, like maybe even like 100 or 200 years ago, like not that long ago, we didn't have any of the technology that we have. And I'm like, if you lived and granted, like, I don't wish that I lived on a farm or anything like that, but I always picture this like visualization where I'm like, if I was on a farm, you know, you wake up when the sun rises, you don't have an alarm clock and then you get up and you have this like day where you're going to get work done, but you're, you don't have so much technology. You don't have all these distractions throughout your day. And then when the sun goes down, 
which is like right now with freaking daylight savings and stuff, it's like five o'clock. It's pitch blackout. Um, where am I going with this? Okay. By five o'clock it's dark. So you can't like work outside on the farm. You can't be feeding the animals anymore. You're in the house and you build a fireplace. And then imagine like, I mean, you're probably only up for a couple hours. Cause like, what are you going to do? But I just have this like vision of like, you're sitting around maybe playing an instrument or you're knitting or you are, I don't even know. I'm like, if there's like little kids running around, like playing or something like with the dog in front of the, there's like the fireplace. I don't know. I just have this like vibe of like this little cabin life. Right. And I think I used to read like little house on the prairie or something growing up. And maybe that's where this is coming from. Or like some of my American girl doll books I used to read. Anyway, I think about that. I don't know why, but a lot. I think about like the simple life and yes, I have, you know, a brand on social media and I have a podcast and a book and an online course. And so I have all these like, you know, things that I do that are very much reaching people all over the world and very much technological. And I'm so grateful for technology. So I'm not trying to like put technology down. I just think that when we have space and time to think that we are able to think more about our lives. So I think about like a hundred or 200 years ago, people could think more, you know, like you could really think but now we don't think because like, even if we're driving, we're at a red light, like we open up Instagram and start scrolling out the red light. And then if you're like driving, you know, hopefully you're not, but maybe you still are, but maybe you have a podcast on, which, you know, again, I know this is a podcast, but I, I remember in a recent podcast, I was like encouraging less podcasting. And I know that's so counterintuitive, but get silent with yourself. You know, like that's, I really do think that's one of the best ways is to start hearing your own thoughts obviously therapy, obviously courses, you know, like Confident Life Academy and podcasts like this and social media that like following the right people who are teaching really healthy things. Those are all amazing, healthy things that will help you grow. I just think if you do too much of all of that, then you're never really going to hear your voice. You're never really going to hear like, and I I mean, even going like for a spiritual place for me, it's like, you're never going to hear God's voice. Like you need to like create the space to hear those like whispers, you know, like that's like the whisper I talk about in in the start of my book when I was like sitting on my couch and and I had heard the whisper of like, are you going to start writing your book? You know, it's, but I had ignored that whisper for a long time. There's a lot of whispers that we ignore because our gut knows and, um, there's like a knowing, you know, but we don't create the space for it. So then we never hear it. And then we ignore things and then years go on and we're just like living such busy, fast paced lives that some of the things that we need to sit with, you know, about our past, about how we're feeling today, our vision for our life, like we're not really giving ourselves permission to even think about any of those things. So I guess that's kind of, this is kind of a long winded and maybe very, maybe very deep for some of you, but like and I didn't actually say all this to her, but this is, that's kind of like when I think of like how to get to the state other than course, you know, a course like Comp Life Academy and following people who are in the, the mindset and personal development space and all those types of things. Um, there's, you know, there's lots of different things for me going to church is super important. I found an amazing church here in San Diego. Like all of those things are so important. So I'm not saying one or the other. I'm saying both and like you need those things and you want the guidance you need to be, you know, I think working with a coach or a therapist or having just that positive stuff that's being put in your head at the same time, you do need to create space for yourself to think and reflect and whether it's journaling, but some people don't like journaling as much. Although every one of my clients that ever told me that they don't like journaling, by the time we were done working together, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I love journaling. And I even had a client recently who her and I worked together like a year or so ago. Um, and then she, she and I like retouched base recently. And then she was like, I know that I told you I hated journaling when we first started working together, but now I love journaling. And I'm just curious, like, do you know of any like journaling books that just have like random prompts every day? And, um, I found one on Amazon and sent to her, but then I was like, oh my gosh, that's actually a really good book idea for me to add to my repertoire of like, you know, obviously sometimes you want to journal about deep things. And when you go through Confident Life Academy, there'll be like journaling on, you know, very specific things that are like leading you through my framework. But then sometimes like in the morning or something like that, like sometimes you might just want to journal about something kind of light and 
random and you know what I mean? Like not quite so, um, I don't know, not like maybe I'm trying to think of an example of something like really light right now. I'm looking at this really pretty tree that has red leaves and it's like, I don't know. I think it's a maple tree and there aren't very many maple trees in San Diego. So it's like really pretty and it's red and vibrant and um I really love that and so it's like the I, I think journaling even about little moments that you love of like the light coming through the window and like the red maple leaves that I saw on my walk like those are kind of the little simple things I think that we can appreciate and like bring us back down to reality and make us feel more present and then allow us to think more about our life but anyway I feel like I just kind of went on a very long tangent so if you're still here <laughs> thank you. And I, and I said I was going to end soon and then I didn't. So here we are. Here we are. Um, okay. I think we're going to land the plane. If you have any questions, relationship questions, maybe it's like mindset type questions. Um, please reach out to me, confidence questions, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I will get back to you. And I might be able to be, you know, using some of our conversations to inspire a future Q and a, podcast because I think that this is probably helpful but let me know if this is helpful like if you like a Q&A podcast like this um let me know if you don't let me know also I guess because then it'll just be like okay I guess I won't do them anymore it's just good to know the feedback's always helpful and I guess this is probably my last episode before Christmas so Merry Christmas and Happy New Year if I don't talk to you before then and thank you for listening to the Next Level Confident podcast Thank you so much for listening to the Next Level Confident podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, would you do me a huge favor and either share it on your Instagram stories and tag me or leave a rating and review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this? It helps us reach more people with this message. Frankie and I love and appreciate you all so much. And remember, the most effective way to become your most confident self is by slowing down doing the inner work, and deciding to show up as the version of you who already has magnetized all of your desires.